Hello and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, we are joined by Tomasz Varga from Hungary, correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so uh, Tomasz is in uh, Budapest, and Tomasz, why don't you kind of talk a little bit about, you work for Sitecore, you're part of the technical marketing team. Uh, describe a little bit about your role. Exactly, I joined Sitecore a year ago, and I'm part of the technical marketing team who is helping internal technical folks and also the developer community to understand Sitecore's offering. And in that role, I think one of the one of the things it's kind of it's that season where MVP nominations are about to start. Uh, and uh, you and I had talked actually at the last MVP summit uh, to talk a little bit about um, kind of how that process works and how folks can um, how folks can apply and uh, kind of what the requirements are and what you guys are looking for when uh, you know there's there's a lot of people that ultimately kind of ask themselves how do I become a Sitecore MVP and I think you and I had you know the idea of you know maybe it might be good to get on the podcast and kind of chat with that to share with folks. Yes, exactly. So the technical marketing team has uh, multiple programs. Um, one of them is the MVP program. Of course, we have others like the early access program and some other partner enablement. But the MVP program this time of the year is uh, quite interesting for everyone. The nominations are usually during November. Last year, we realized that the even though the nomination was running from 1st of November until the end of the month, um, 80% of the nomination came into in the last uh, week. So we decided this year that we, we don't give 30 days uh, for everyone to nominate because it, uh, you know, it's just it's too long and everyone is waiting for too long. Yeah, everybody, everybody kind of waits till the last minute. And so you know, <laughs> why, why take all that time and just uh, you know, maybe compress it a little bit? Exactly. So um, we are um, planning to launch it mid-November, so sometimes uh, this week. And um, there will be some changes in the uh, nomination process, not big ones at the moment, uh, but uh, one of them is that we are moving to a new website, which is running on Sitecore Managed Cloud. And we are using standard Sitecore tools like SXA. So before we kind of get into a little bit of the logistics and what what's kind of required to both be nominated uh, for an MVP, I guess I'd, I'd be interested to kind of hear, you, you said you've been with Sitecore for about uh, just a little bit over a year right now. Kind of what, what drew you to the company and what were you doing beforehand? So before joining Sitecore, I worked for a Sitecore Partners uh, for 10 years. And actually, when I joined that partner, uh, my task was to, to select the best uh, .NET-based CMS system for that company and uh, the customers for that company. And actually, it was like a three-month project for us when we took all the .NET-based uh, CMS systems and um, analyzed them through you know capabilities and everything else that was relevant for uh, the customers. And we thought that requirements are really important. We ended up having three system on our plates, and um, we had three main criteria. 
One of them, of course, that all the functionality it offers currently uh, is good for our customers, but also this company should have a roadmap. The second biggest criteria was because developers working the system day by day, uh, they should be able to uh, you know, find something which is based on standards and easy to work with, extensible, and uh, it's not uh, sweat and tears. And the third one is a partnership. Um, since I'm based in Hungary, working for a small um, partner at that time, we wanted to work with a, a company who don't see us like uh, someone just selling their license, but really think uh, even uh, this small company as a partner. And actually, Sidecore was the only one to, to fulfill all these criteria. And I think we were betting on a, on the good horse. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people end up kind of coming to the platform, especially when I talk to developers. They're um, you know, even be, you know, and there's, there's always been a Sitecore community. And I think that's, is definitely, uh, a huge part of what drives, uh, a lot of people, you know, once they get involved, they realize how tight knit a group the Sitecore community is. But I think even before then, just the, the architecture of the product really speaks to developers. Um, it's very easy to extend and you can extend different parts of it very easily without having to do, you know, resort to kind of, kind of hacky ways of, of writing code or, or, you know, plugging into the system. It's, it's very extensible, but even if you don't do that, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's a very, uh, feature rich, uh, platform that you can use, uh, without having to do really, really major extension. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely kind of a, a, a common thing. And I realize I'm, preaching to the choir for somebody that works for Sitecore, but it's, uh, I think that's what draws a lot of people is it's, it's a, it's a very feature rich and you guys have not let off the gas at all of looking at what came out of symposium of just all the functionality coming out of the whole Sitecore experience cloud now with, with the various parts to it. Yes, exactly. And again, uh, the technical marketing team is really one of the biggest goal for us is uh, for the technical community to understand that these are out there. You don't have to be a hacker to be able to achieve certain things. And and that's why also doing our own website on uh, on the platform without um, major coding, uh, coding, just uh, try to use the standard components there and uh, showcase everyone uh, that, you know, how it can be done. Sure, sure. I have, uh, unfortunately, have not had the, uh, the experience to be able to do a kind of an SXA um, implementation from scratch, but I've talked to several other people um, who, you know, when they built the site, they were just like, I didn't have to open Visual Studio once. You know, this site was, uh, you know, we designed it completely in there. We handed the, we handed the files off to a front end developer. They wrote all the CSS and we imported that in and the site's live. I didn't have to, you know, didn't open Visual Studio once. You didn't have to do any of that. I'm, I look forward to the day that I have a customer that is using that. Uh, just the way it is now, I just haven't had a chance to dig into it. Yes, and actually this is uh, the, the new target audience uh, for the technical marketing team that uh, not anymore uh, focusing on the back-end developer, but the front-end developers are also as important as uh, as the back-end. And uh, coming with uh, JSS, it will accelerate much more early next year. So beyond the MVP program, what, what are some of the other uh, kind of parts uh, and responsibilities that the technical marketing team does? For example, we are... Con- um, cooperating with 
uh, with communities on uh, running different user groups and also the user group conference in Europe is a good example for that. So that was uh, actually just recently announced. If, if folks haven't seen that, um, there's a save the date for uh, Subcon EU. It's going to be in Berlin this year. Um, I believe the 23rd and 24th of April. Uh, exactly. So definitely, 2018. Yeah. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, save the date for um, for uh, April 23rd and 24th in Berlin. I'm already trying to see if I'll be able to make it out there again. Uh, it was it was it was great to go out and actually um, you know try and travel outside of the country and meet some folks in the in the Psychor world that might not necessarily make it all the way over to symposium so it's definitely uh is a great event um especially if you're based in europe uh or or not it's um some great information shared there with the community and i i can i can talk uh as an organizer of one of the local user group that the technical marketing team definitely helps support us with getting the word out for uh local user groups um you know we just had a uh uh, a joint user group, kind of a, a, a culmination or a, a recap of uh, the symposium. I'm based in the in the Milwaukee area. We worked with the, the Chicago users group, and we kind of did a joint uh, joint thing together. So it's um, you guys do more than just the MVP program. It's definitely helping to support the user groups as well. Yes, thank you for the feedback, and and we are um, and we are glad that to see that the Sitecore community is one of the most vibrant community in the technical world. Right, right. We spoke a little bit earlier uh, about the MVP program with nominations opening this week. For folks that may not be uh, familiar with it, kind of what what is kind of the history of Sitecore's MVP program? You know, if you could talk a little bit to that and kind of the purpose that Sitecore uses it for. Yeah, so it started, um, I think, uh, more than ten years ago. And Sitecore really wanted to uh, recognize uh, individuals who are uh, helping to spread the word um, of uh, Sitecore and blogging about it and uh, creating materials. Uh, what uh, what is it was really good that coming from uh, partners and not coming from Sitecore. So we don't have to say that our platform is good, but these partners and individuals, um, you, you know, was talking about Sitecore publicly online on, or, or different other occasions. So recognizing individuals for their community contribution was uh, and it still is the core of the MVP program. So in recognizing those individuals, uh, kind of what are what are some of the benefits that, that come with that program? So usually uh, for the MVPs, we organize different webinars throughout the years. Um, and, and the MVPs are uh, able to meet with the different uh, product teams and also with the, uh, the site core strategy uh, as boss teams, talking about different aspects of the, of the platform and the ecosystem. Also, we are um, organizing product feedback sessions. And as I mentioned, we are running the early access program and MVPs are the, the majority of uh, the, 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 the ones who are participating in this program. Of course, having the yearly MVP summit, which is a celebration of the MVPs, um, usually tied to the uh, symposium, where again, we can share more information with the MVPs and they can meet each other and network and um, spend some time together. Sure, and I, I I definitely can can echo that being an MVP this year. Uh, that the early access to um, 
early versions of Sitecore 9, uh, there was, um, th- th- I know there was definitely a lot of product feedback given. Uh, specifically, I was paying attention to the new Sitecore installation framework. Um, and there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of um, solicitation from the product team of what's working, what's not working, and definitely saw uh, a lot of that feedback make it into the final product. Yes, exactly. That's the goal that um, we have this kind of direct connection between the MVPs and the product teams. And this is facilitated by the technical marketing team. Great, great. So there is, I think it it started out as um, just kind of a general designation, but you guys have uh, evolved the program over the years. They have a couple different MVP designations. I don't know if you could talk a little bit about um, the different designations for, you know, a technology MVP versus a strategy MVP. And I know that at the MVP summit, you had, you had mentioned there's going to be some changes to that this year as well. Yeah. So as I mentioned, mainly the MVP program is about, um, recognizing contribution to the community. Uh, this can be done in, in multiple ways. And over the years, even though we started with technology, um, we implemented a couple of other categories in the MVP program. The, uh, one of them is strategy, where where people um, are really familiar with the older digital marketing capabilities, but of course they understand uh, the whole Sitecore Experience Cloud, and they help with their thought leadership on this kind of context marketing, and provide customers and um, and partners um, all the need, but uh, needs to be uh, implemented in a Sitecore platform. Uh, in the meanwhile, as uh, Sitecore purchased the commerce server product, we introduced the commerce MVP title also. So besides technology and strategy, we have also a commerce MVP category. Um, mainly, this is based on uh, the uh, qualities of the technology MVP, but commerce uh, MVPs are definitely working with the commerce product much closer, and, um, and they are contributing to, to the community on this specific topic. The new category, what we would like to introduce this year, called ambassador. The ambassadors are those people or those individuals who have, of course, solid knowledge of this latest Sitecore offering and uh, providing value for Sitecore and the whole ecosystem by influencing partners, industry and customers, uh, even decision makers uh, to to use Sitecore and why Sitecore uh, could be the best choice for them. This also means that they can provide uh, product feedback, as I mentioned earlier, but also supplies references and case studies for Sitecore. So, with that all that in mind, what I guess what how does the process of becoming an MVP work? I think you know I, I, there's there's a there's a challenge uh, so for for Sitecore yourself to you know, find all these people that are that are contributing all this great material to the community kind of how does the nomination process work? So nominations start with uh, filling on out of form uh, where you provide basic information about yourself, of course, name and email address. And also um, you are putting information there about your motivations and objectives, of course, selecting the type of MVP you would like to uh, be, um, and uh, we have a section for community contribution, which can be a blog, which can be a podcast or a video series, um, your LinkedIn profile, if it's interesting, um, because you are sharing information through LinkedIn um, or the Sitecore community um, username and, and URL, 
or your profile on Stack Exchange and GitHub, which are the most relevant ones. And if you, you provide this information, uh, we are doing a review session, usually during December and early January, when um, the Sidecore product teams, though also the Sidecore technical marketing team, and in case of uh, new uh, MVPs who weren't MVPs before, uh, we are asking also the existing MVPs to review the nomination. Multiple teams are reviewing all these nominations, and we come back with a list who um, who we think should be awarded with the title. If I if I remember the timing correctly, that that ends up being announced. I want to say it was like February timeframe and and end of January usually. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's a couple month process, and uh, yeah, I think you guys last year had a lot more nominations to go through. So there was you know, there was definitely. You know, you, you've got you've got other things to do in your job as well, so it, it does take a, a couple of months to go through all those those nominations. Exactly, the the number of nominations grew forty uh, percent last year, um, which is uh, a lot of work for us. So that's why we try to streamline the process. And besides filling out the nomination form, uh, you should also know that we are collecting recommendations. So uh, anyone who wasn't MVP before, we require them uh, at least one existing Sitecore MVP or a Sitecore employee recommending them to be in the uh, process. This doesn't mean if you are recommended, you will get it, but this is the minimal requirement that at least uh, someone is recommending you to be an MVP. So once the new site is live, which I think you had mentioned earlier, it should be live this week, uh, this this podcast will go live on about the 15th. So hopefully sometime this week, you guys will be launching that new site to take nominations. Exactly. Our goal is to, to launch the site this week. So as people look to kind of fill out the nominations and kind of argue their case of why there should be an MVP, what are, what are some of the qualities that, that should, you know, they should highlight uh, as they're submitting themselves to this process? In terms of technology MVP, um, we are looking for original quality blog posts or blog uh, podcasts or videos. Of course, contribution on community.sitecore.net forums is, is always welcome. Being active on Sitecore Slack channels or involvement uh, with Sitecore Stack Exchange is something that makes you visible. Contribution to an open source project is is a huge plus. It's not a requirement, but of course, if you are running, um, contributing to a module, it, it makes you also visible. Also speaking at events like user group conferences or user groups and symposium is something what uh, we are looking for. And also participating uh, in general conversation on social media is good. <laughs> and and uh, what what we really value and, and we would like to push that forward this year is providing regular product feedback. So if you are working with the product, you should have um, you know some thoughts how it could be better. So not only reporting bugs, um, but also providing us feedback. For example, um, using the user voice, um, that what kind of features you would like to see or what kind of improvements you would like to see in the product, that's uh, what we value more and more from this year. I think it was announced at Symposium that the, the Sitecore user voice system and kind of a product feedback system was, was opened up to more than just MVPs. It's actually opened up to the community at large now, correct? Yes, the goal is to, to collect more and more feedback and in, incorporate that into the product uh, planning sessions. So that's correct. Yeah, and I mean, a, a perfect example of that channel 
manifesting itself in the product was the addition of dynamic placeholders in Sitecore 9. I know that feedback, um, at least partially, was was put through that that user voice channel. Exactly. So this is a good example for the being features implemented. So uh, what about if I'm, uh, you know, thinking about being a strategy MVP or commerce MVP? Is it kind of the same same qualities that you're looking for sharing with the community? In terms of commerce, it's, uh, it's uh, the same. Um, in terms of strategy, um, sharing with the community is sometimes not possible because you are working maybe for a customer who don't allow you to talk about the exact um, Thing, what you are um, working on, but but definitely um, sharing your thought leadership on, on context marketing and how it is working in terms of Sitecore Experience Cloud is definitely what we are looking for. And also providing uh, customer references or case studies. Uh, this is something usually coming from a strategy MVP. And then kind of for the new, uh, the, the new designation, the new ambassador, um, what, what sort of information are you looking for from folks uh, in that program? So, as I mentioned, being an ambassador means that uh, these uh, people uh, internally in their companies and externally working with um, with customers and and the industry in general, they are, you know, they are evangelizing uh, Sitecore in their way, also providing product feedback, supplying references and case studies, but also actively participating on the Sitecore advisory boards. Great, great. I guess I, I, I can only kind of share my own experience of, uh, you know, I was I was nominated and elected to be an MVP uh, this past year. And, uh, you know, for folks listening in, in terms of kind of what it's like, I, it is, you know, it is definitely kind of a closer knit community. Uh, you know, it's been great uh, getting to know a lot of the other MVPs. Um that, that are also part of the program. And I think the uh, the suggestion I would have to people is don't be, you know, Tamash just went through kind of what, what you know, Sitecore is looking for. But if, you're, if, you're, if your end goal is to be an MVP, I think that that's going to kind of show in your content. It should be a kind of a genuine wanting to show uh, or participate in the community, not just a kind of a quantity of blog posts that you've you've put out that you're actually kind of uh, I, I I liken it to the the less you try and the more you just share with the community the 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 more likely that um, that's going to come through of uh, of being real genuine content that you're that you're sharing back with the community as opposed to you know checking a box that said I had 25 blog posts that covered X Y and Z technologies. I think that would be my suggestion to folks: is it, it should be just a natural extension of what you're already doing. Exactly. If we can, if we can feel that this is something beyond your uh, day job, you are putting um, more effort in there. Um, I don't want to say that spend your weekend on Sitecore, even if I would love to see that. But uh, if we can feel that this is something more than uh, someone's day job, that's something what we would like to recognize and, and award. And I think the, the the other part, and I think you and I had uh, talk, uh, kind of talked privately, and I think you've, you've said this to the MVPs as well, is it's the MVP nomination and being an MVP is, is is not a certification. It's not a, hey, this person's technically better than anyone else. And I think, could you talk a little bit to, to that part of the program as well? Yeah, so I think in general, MVPs um, might be strong developers or architects, but uh, when they uh, get the, for example, the technology MVP award, 
the award recognizing their individual contributions to the community and not uh, recognizing their development skills. Yeah, I think it's definitely something to keep in mind. I, I think a lot of people look at that and they see, oh, this guy's an MVP, so he must know everything. And I guess that's not always the case. I liken it to, you know, with the the community that I've become part of, I may not know everything, but I, I, I'm one or two degrees away from somebody that definitely knows that. Yes, and of course, you, you it's it's good that you have the overall understanding of the, the technology and the platform itself. You might not know every bits and pieces, but you can, you can guide people to the right resources. You can guide people to the right uh, individuals to solve the problem. But of course, you have to have the understanding of the whole platform itself. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So uh, we're kind of coming up on time here. If, if folks are interested in nominating themselves, where do they go about doing that? So you can find our website at um, www.sitecore.net slash MVP. Okay. And on the MVP website, you can find um, how to become an MVP. And uh, there are links to for the nomination form. And if that form's not quite live yet, when, when people check it out, where's, where's the best place to see kind of information and news about the MVP program? So the best way is to follow Sitecore MVP on Twitter and we are sharing the latest news and all the information required for nominations and uh, the whole nomination process there. Great, great. And we'll get links to those in the show notes for for folks that are interested in nominating themselves. Tomasz, thanks again for being on the show. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you for inviting and looking forward to have more and more MVP nominations this year, even if it's more work for us. (laughs) Uh, Until next time, folks, thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There, you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.